Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. Our subject today is Faith Moves Our Relationships. It's our month-long um, series. And I want to read to you the verse that has been read to you earlier today from Galatians chapter 2, verse number 25, 22 through 25 of chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Wow. Don't you want to do that? Keep in step. Remember our theme verse for the year, because there's so many of you are just now getting back with us, comes from Matthew chapter 17, verse number 20. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. It didn't say it may move. It said it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. What that means is God has a plan for your life in every area of your life especially in your relationships. You are not going to go through life without relationships. It's not going to happen. You're going to have friends. You're going to have family. You're going to have co-workers. I'm going to go through that list today. There are going to be people a part of your life. God is going to strategically place pastors in your life. To help you on your journey. That's how important relationships are. I want to read this today out of another translation. It's a more contemporary translation. It's called The Message. If you've never read The Message, it's kind of a, a dialogue style writing. It's very, very casual, but it's very... Uh, connecting to how we talk today. So listen to that portion of Scripture from the message version. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard, things like Affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct 
our energies wisely. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiments in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. Faith moves our relationships. And if that happens, if faith is moving them, the fruit will be evident. So what relationships do God, the God that created us, what relationships does he care about? Today I want to give you my view on that from the biblical perspective. The first thing I believe is your relationship, an interactive relationship, your personal relationship with God. I think that's the most important relationship in the world. The relationship that you have with God. Would you agree with that? Okay, seven people in the whole room believe that. How many believe that the most important relationship you have in your whole life is your relationship with God? Would you say amen? Amen. Okay, thank you for acknowledging that you're still awake. Okay. Matthew chapter 22 verse 35 says, And one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. The Lord Jesus wants a personal relationship with us, with each of us. And in that relationship, there should be prayer. Remember, prayer moves God's hand. Prayer moves the mountains. God wants you to talk to Him on a daily basis. Not a weekly basis. On a daily basis. He wants you reading His Word. He wants you fellowshipping with other believers. He wants you giving. And serving faithfully in the church. This is what the Bible says. So if God wants this relationship, how are you going to have the relationship? What are you going to do? Relationship works two ways. If you want a relationship and you want it to be healthy and whole and complete, then you have to participate. If you want a relationship with God, though He loves you with an, un, an ending love, you've got to do your part. It's not simply saying, God, forgive me of my sins. It's actually saying to God, I want a relationship with you, so I am going to do the things that keep my relationship with you healthy and whole. What will I do? I will pray. I will talk to you, Lord. What else will I do? I'll read your scripture. 
so I know more about you. I will come with my brothers and sisters so that we will worship. Are you getting me today? I'll do something in the body. Some of you are trying to figure out, okay, I'm living in Rome, and I found this great church, and and now I sit here on a chair. I want you to do something. These classes that are new and are happening over there are to help you get in a chair. God wants you in a chair, not to sit, but to serve. Hello? Not to sit, but to serve. Not to sit, but to serve. If we're going to advance the kingdom of God, we've got to have more people serving in the kingdom of God. If we want our children healthy and whole, then we've got to have children's workers. If we want our teenagers healthy and whole, then we have to have teenage workers. If we want to have a good worship team and a good choir, then we have to have more worshipers. Are you listening to me? If you want more technical things going better, you got to have more people, more training. There's never an end in a church. There's something for everyone to do. So this relationship with God, you say, well, who are you talking about? He is Elohim, my creator. He is El Shaddai, my supplier. He is Adonai, my master. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is Jehovah Shammah, my abiding presence. And Ezekiel says it like this, the Lord is there. Wow, that's the man that wants to have a relationship with you. How does somebody get all those names? He's God. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the starting point and he's the ending point. And he's everything in between. Hear me, my friend. God didn't just start the race with you. He goes with you on the journey. He's not just preparing heaven so you show up someday. Hello? Hello? He's he's preparing heaven so that you can have this relationship with him all the days of your life. And then someday, get a house next to mine. Don't you want a house in heaven? How many have the best house on the planet, you'd say? Raise your hand. The best house in all the world. You have it right now, right here in Rome. And no one's raising their hand. It is not even going to be close to that house God is preparing for you. Mine's going to be Mac Daddy. Why? Because God loves us. And it's not about the house. It's about who's going to be near my house. He is there. Man, I could preach a whole message on that. So when you have a personal, interactive relationship with God, the fruit will be evident. Number two, relationship, your marriage and family relationships. 
How many say that's important? Okay, my wife says that's important. No, no one else thinks your marriage and your family relationships are important? They're important, right? Say amen. Okay, you're still awake. Okay. God cares about who you date. That's for all the single people in the house. He doesn't just pick up in the relationship once you get married. Young people, listen to me. I'm trying to protect you from making stupid mistakes. Ooh, he looks so fine. He looks so fine. I got to have him. Or for the men in the room, single men. Ew, baby, she's fine. Now think about even how you said that. I just said what's in your head. See, nobody ever leaves my chats and say, I wonder what the guy was talking about today. I sure didn't understand anything he was saying. Listen, I may be old, but I am not stupid. That is for sure. And I'm going to tell you, if you base who you're going to have a relationship in and with just on the way they look, you are going to be in a heap of trouble. Because there's more to a relationship on just the looks. Now, I know I married the most beautiful woman in the whole planet. So number one is already off. So all you single men, you can go after number two, number three, number 28, whatever. I got that. Now, see, by saying things like that in the, in the world, you get points. I'm trying to help you on your relationship, married men. You see, what I'm trying to say is it's not just on the dating side, it's on the marriage side. Because once you get married, you still have to have the relationship. It's not just a one-week marriage or a one-month or a one-year. You're saying I'm being married for a lifetime. So you're going to have to work. You're going to have to help each other. Man, this would have been a great, I just gave you an opportunity. Man, this would have been your moment to say, hey, man. Because your wife is sitting right next to you, and she's listening to how you're handling what the pastor is saying today. And she's wondering, why isn't my husband saying something? What's going on here? So, man, I'm going to give you another opportunity to say amen to you've got to keep working on the relationship. Women, forgive them for they know not what they do. It, their pastor had to do a little prompting there, but we're just hoping they're not slow learners. And this week, women, you have the opportunity to point your finger at your husband and say, did you listen to what the pastor said? Don't do that, women. That won't be good. It works two ways. I want you to know that God cares about the marriage. God cares about dating. God cares about relationships. And I want you to know that it's extremely important that we do it God's way. 
Male with female, female with male. No other thing is acceptable by God. You don't get to make up the rules. It's what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 5 has some powerful portions in there about this subject. If you want additional scripture to understand family and marriage. But I want to read to you the Colossian, Paul's version in the Colossians chapter 3 verses 18 through 21. Wives, all the wives raise your hand. Obey. All the wives raise your hand. All right, listen wives, listen to what the Bible says. Wives, submit to your husbands. I'm telling you what the Bible says. As is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, raise your hand. Husbands, raise it a little louder, higher. Okay, you can put it down. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. I'm just reading what the Bible says. Women, don't cheer nothing right here. That's not look, that doesn't look good. I know you're saying into your voice, yeah, 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 yeah. Just preach it, pastor. Preach it. Pre- just keep it to yourself right now. Just keep, keep it under control right now. Children, I think every one of you in this room is a child. We all had to have a mom and a dad. Obey your parents and everything. For this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. There's a whole teaching that we could do on discipline and helping children grow. Children, love your parents. Obey your parents. Parents, don't get goofy in discipline. If you need some help, we'll help you. Work hard with your marriage relationship. Work hard with your children's relationship. You don't just get children. You've got to work on their relationship. Dad, spend time with your children. Do you hear what I said? It's just not the mom's role. I know that some of your cultures teach you that way. I want you to do it what the Bible says. You're not going to stand before God. Well, in my country, this is how we do it. You think God's going to say, okay, there's a new rule book for these kind of people, and this nation, they get a different rule book, and these people over here, they get a different. No, 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 no. There's only one book. And we all adhere to the guidelines of the one book called the Bible. Work hard in your family relationships. Every day at 9 p.m., give or take a few minutes, I call my mother. At your age, every day? Every day. Whether I'm tired, I'm in another country, wherever I'm at, I call my mother. My mother in the last couple years has lost her husband of 60-some years. Same period of time, she lost her youngest son. 
my mom is still going through a difficult season in her life. I'm the firstborn. It is my job and responsibility to be an encourager to my mother. And I will continue to be an encourager to my mother. I pray that as an example to you. Take care of your parents. I don't care how old you get. Take care of your parents. The Bible says if you want to live a long life, honor your parents. Do you hear what I just said? And one Pastor Rick said, it's what the Bible says. Honor your parents and your life will be long and blessed. I'm going to honor my mother. I don't just call. I take care of business. I handle all kinds of stuff. But you say, Pastor, you're so busy. No, 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 no. My first priority is my relationship with God. My second priority is my relationship with my wife. My third priority is my relationship with my children, grandchildren, my mother. My, you see what I'm saying? It's my family. If your marriage and family relationships are healthy, the fruit will be evident. Number three, your work relationships. Colossians 3.22 says it like this, Bond servants obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, we all know those kind of people, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that the Lord... And you got to understand what I'm about to tell you. If your relationship at work is helping you, even though at times it may be difficult, it does not mean you change from biblical principles to your own principles. Well, I'm not treated fairly. They don't speak good about me. Are you listening? I didn't get the promotion I wanted. I didn't get the pay raise I thought I should get. Listen, my friend. In this world, you will have trouble. There will be difficulties. But the Bible is very specific about who and the place of your work. Who is the leader? They call him the master in the scripture. It's not necessarily master over your life. But it's the person that's in charge of your, we call them employers. Listen. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. So the Lord, if you are faithful in the workplace, if it says you're supposed to work nine hours, work nine hours. Don't work seven and take off for two. Say, well, everybody in the office does it that way. No, 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 no. I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking about people that have a relationship with God. You don't make up different rules. Live by what the book says. Everybody doesn't do it that way. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. You're standing before God. 
God is looking at you and he's ready to give you your inheritance because of how faithful you were. Wow. Last portion of that says, you are serving Lord Jesus. Now, you may be watching halfway across the world. You may be watching in America where the rules are a little different than the way they are in Italy. It doesn't matter what country you're in. If you have a job, be faithful. Be faithful. Do your job. Work your so many hours that you're supposed to be working. Do it with smile on your face. And at the end of the day, God's keeping record. And when it's time, if there's a time for a change, he'll give you the change. When there's time for improvement, when there's time for a pay raise, for additional leverage, whatever it is, God will take care of that. You don't have to be a beggar. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. You are faithful to God. God will be faithful to you. Did you hear what I said? Earlier I said he's your provider. Even though you have a title, even though you have a contract, even though you have a job, the job is not your provider. God is your provider. Did you hear what I just said? God is your provider. That's hard for people to get in their head. But I'm just about to tell you, if you will trust God in every component of your life, especially on the job, you will see your life change dramatically. Being a good and faithful worker will bring good and healthy relationship with coworkers. Wouldn't you like to go to work and everybody get along? Not my job, Pastor. They, they all hate me. They all talk bad about me. Be a healthy, happy person. If other people are gossiping, you don't gossip. Boy, everybody just stood up and cheered when I said that, didn't they? When everybody's talking bad about the boss, oh, we should all talk bad about the boss. Do you think God really wants you to do that? If you abstain from that, you will find out God will take care of you. Do not push your way forward by knocking others off the ladder. I'm just going to keep going. God is the rewarder of the faithful. And if all this happens, you don't compromise, you don't show up late, you don't take advantage. If all of this is possible, which I believe it's possible, in your work relationships, then the fruit will be evident. It'll be evident. It'll show up. Everybody will say, why, is, why are you so happy, Jesus? Why are you always on time, Jesus? Why do you work extra, Jesus? Why is the boss always liking you, Jesus? Do you hear what I just said? For the students, I turn my papers in on time. I do my paper. I take my test when I'm supposed to take my test. Study, kids. If you study, I'll guarantee you God will help you. Students line up every week for my prayers, and people say, why, why are they always up there, Pat? They're asking for help. 
God, help me. I have an exam this week. God, help me. I got papers this week. They believe that, that if they get prayer, God's going to help them. But I, I tell all of them, study. Write your paper. Do what you're supposed to do. Then God will do his part. And lastly, even though we're in week one, in your community relationships, I, I, I just know that this part is so important. Matthew 2.38 says it like this. This is the great and first commandment. And a second, that means love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. First commandment. Second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, everybody cheered on that. I saw that. That's hard, isn't it? But they don't like me. He said, love them. They don't do it my way. He said, love them. They don't talk like me. He said, love them. They don't act like me. Love them. Do you hear what I just said? Love your neighbor. This is where your faith demonstrates the example of trusting God in all circumstances. Even when you don't see the answers. This speaks so powerfully to others. When you continue to live for God, you say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, when everybody else is going out on Friday night to get drunk, you're not going. Okay, all college students in the room, you should have said amen. Just because they all go out to get drunk doesn't mean you're supposed to go out and get drunk. That is not godly. Well, everybody's doing it. What? What? That is not true. Everybody cheats on, my, on their test. That is not true. You should not be cheating on your test. God is watching. You can't live one way inside the church and another way outside the church. Honor God in your relationships outside the doors. People are watching how you live. And some of them are watching so closely, they're trying to decide, do I want to live and be that kind of a person? Especially if you ever have anybody ask you, are you a Christian? You better wholeheartedly say, yes, I am. And hopefully their response is, I thought there was something different about you. You don't go out and party with all the other ones. You don't cheat on your tests. You don't cheat your employer. Say the whole month going to be like this? No. No. Pastor Jen's preaching next week. I will be here, though. I may stand in the back to watch all of you guys see what you do when she speaks about this subject. She'll be sweet. It'll just be so wonderful when she tells you what I've just said. <laughs> if your relationships in this community, I'm just not talking specifically outside the doors, but I'm also talking inside the doors. You guys should love each other. You should have good relationship with each other. Do you hear what I said? Some of the best friends you got on the whole planet should be right, si right inside these doors. 
People you can trust should be right here inside these doors. People you have fellowship with should be right here inside these doors. I'm seeing it happen in our young adult department. Man, nations of the world getting together and kids that have come in from all over the planet and they're sitting in the same room, total different backgrounds. And they're figuring out how to get along in life and walk through life together since they're here in Rome together. That is so cool. If our community relationships are healthy, the fruit will be evident. Don't you want the fruit? (laughs) Say, tell me again what the fruit is. Tell, Tell me what that means, Pastor. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Every one of us need all of them. Not one of them, all of them. All of those fruits of the Spirit. And if all of that is possible, if faith is going to move our relationships, it starts in our relationship with God. You can't skip that. Move on to the other parts. You've got to start with God. If this relationship is strong and healthy, then our relationships will be strong and healthy. Because He'll give you wisdom and those fruits to go through life and have good, healthy relationships. I'm telling you, my friends, When we figured out when we were going to do this series, Pastor Jen and I were away fasting and praying and asking the Lord for the direction for this year. And we came up with this theme and all the things we do to get ready. We felt that it was extremely important that as quickly as we could put this subject in the lineup of 12 months, the better. Understanding the theme of moving the mountain and how prayer works, how the word works, you had to get that to start this ballgame. That's why we started last month with that. But you can see how important it is to us, your pastors, that the second month we come right with this. Because this is where you're at on a daily basis. This is your life. Your relationships in your life are extremely important to the success of your life. And if you want to have healthy relationships, moms and dads, with your kids, you've got to have a healthy relationship with God. Today in our society, you want to raise kids, you better have the wisdom of God. You better have the patience of God. Hello? You want to have a good relationship with your classmates. You better have understanding. You better have some of these other fruits that we've talked about today. You want to have a relationship with your spouse. You better have a whole lot of love. But you better have some other things too. It takes a whole lot of work. But I want you to know, my friend, it doesn't matter where you feel you are in this moment right now. You look at this month as a month that in all these areas, I can do some work. 
I can get after it in this area. I can do more in this area. And watch a beginning of growth happen for you. Now, Jen won't say this out loud. And she probably wouldn't say it, I don't think, privately to me. But I'm a good husband. And you say, well, why do you say that? I work at this. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, there are times that I help with the laundry. That's a big deal. The pastor of the church helps with the laundry? I had her show me yesterday how to fold a fitted sheet. I had no idea. I can fold those straight sheets. That one's pretty easy. Boom, 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 boom. Bam. But those fitted ones, those are complicated. She said, why do you want to know that? I said, I don't know how to do that. And I'm trying to be a helper. Wow. Now, the reason I tell you that is I want you to know how practical this month is. I feel as a pastor, as pastors, we should give you very practical things to help you in your everyday life. It's not all about the spiritual side of it. Yeah, if you get the spiritual side strong, it's sure going to help in the other areas. But I want to help you succeed in your life. I want to help you do better in your relationships. And I know next week when I've already seen her notes. You're going to love next week. Man, she's got a video that's going to knock your socks off. I wanted to use it so bad. She said, no, 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 that was mine. You're going to love next week. So make sure you're here. But you may be sitting there today saying, Pastor, man, this is all good. But I've got stuff going on in my life. I'm not doing good on the spiritual side. You know what? You can start today. I'm serious. You can start today. You can get Jesus to wipe the slate clean of anything you've done. Man, I like that. We end every one of our services coming to the front of this room. We say our prayers at the end, right here at this end, at, at the front of this room. Our worship team's coming and they're going to be leading us in the theme song of the year and the reason that this is so important the reason I picked this song He Knows My Name is that this is not something that we just arbitrarily said hey let's do that you really want to have help in your relationships you got to have God. The person that's going to give you the wisdom, the patience, the love, the peace, the forbearance, the meekness, the temperance, give you all that gentleness. I mean, give you all those gifts. It's Jesus. Today, you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. 
They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me, I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.